Hello, Seraphim. Welcome to episode 34 of The Voice of Seraphim, Where's Eldo, recorded on Saturday, September 10th, 2011. Voice of Seraphim is your source for all the news and information related to Magic Online and the Seraphim Clan. Seraphim Clan hosts weekly tournaments, monthly leagues, and other regularly scheduled events, including a cube draft. We use voice chat and have an active forum at seraphimclan.org, where you can find out more about us. In today's episode of The Voice of Seraphim, I'm joined by Easy Pickens and Dark Worship to talk about EZ's brush with magic fame, the clan Scars of Mirrodin block tournament, and their impressions of Innistrad. Also do a special edition sealed crack-a-pack. I'll open six M12 booster packs and read through the uncommons and rares. I'll post the sealed pool list on the clan forum where you can post your deck suggestions. I'm not your back, Jax. Hey, how are you? Are you going on the cruise still? Yeah. I sure am. That's cool, man. I wish we could go. You can go. Your pregnant wife would enjoy sitting in a room full of <laughs> sweaty geeks and, play ma- and watching you play magic. You're going on the madness. Yep. Oh, that's great. My buddy tried to uh, sell his wife on going, and she was like, absolutely not. He's got no skills. Talks up to her and he's like, hey, babe, uh, how would you like to go on a cruise? And she's like, I would love that. And he's like, she's like, where's it to? He's like, um, Canada? And uh, she's like, really? And he's like, yep. And he tells her how many days it is. And she's like, who's the cruise company? She's like, he's like, well, it's a magic cruise. And she's like, fuck you. Fuck no. No way. She's not very open. Not at all. So, easy. Are you getting your wife to go? Absolutely. See, the the I read the itinerary. The magic cruises are basically when you're out to sea, mm-hmm. and you're doing you're doing on boat shit anyway. So instead of doing the limbo, I go play a magic tournament. He failed to educate himself before approaching his wife. Exactly. <laughs> Whenever you pull into a port. There are no magic things to do. You go off and you enjoy, you know, Alaska or looking at whales or whatever. So it's a good 50-50 balance. Pretty much. Besides my wife, when we go, usually go on a cruise, she just takes naps and reads books while we're out to sea anyway. So, you know. Everyone's happy. It's win-win, really. I'd love to go. It'd be fun. I think we need a little better sales job there. Well, I can't do anything until I finish Academy, though. True. I love this movie. What are you watching? Please, Academy 1 3. <laughs> I'm actually in Academy. <laughs> what time's your podcast start tonight? Uh, we're starting it as soon as song comes on. Dark's going to join me. You're welcome to join me if you want. We're just going to talk about Innistrad and probably Planeswalker Points. So, Garfield gave a couple of lectures at a, at a convention here in Atlanta last weekend. And so, after one of them, he basically gave us his college lecture on um, his first introductory lecture to Games 101, the college class he teaches. Uh-huh. So, he had a question and answer session. So, I let a few of the intellectuals go first. Then I got in line and asked a question. I said, I said, now, Mr. Garfield, I have three very brief questions for you. Uh-huh. Number, number one, are you going on the Magic Cruise? Are you still going on the Magic Cruise next summer? 
Have you ever seen this guy, by the way? Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, he's kind of he kind of never looks at you. He always he's always calculating what he should be saying, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he thinks he goes, "Yes, yes, I am." And I said, "Now, is there a possibility that you and I can play a match while we're both in the next summer?" And he he calculates the answer and he goes, "Yes, that's a possibility." <laughs> and then I say, "Very good." Now the last question is, "Will you let me win?" <laughs> and he he says no, absolutely not. So that was that was pretty cool. I, actually, cool. I did I did. Did you see my post this week? Uh uh-uh, uh no. Yeah, we got to play him later that later that day. I got to play him in a game of magic. Oh, cool! Wow. What was he doing? The we, lecture on or our major our major science fiction convention in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and it's major. To, it, it encompasses five hotels and has 23,000 attendees, okay? So it's pretty big stuff. Oh, that's huge. But the, mag- but the magic room is, is pretty small. Maybe there's 200 or 300 magic players at any one time. Of course, there's also Star Trek and and uh, writers' panels and robot fights and dealers' rooms and, you know, monster karaoke. There's just anything you can think of. Wow. So anyway, he gave he was giving uh, some talks, and I, I went to I went to one of them, and then uh, then he came down in the magic section, and you know he just sat in the corner, and he we all lined up, and he signed some cards for us, and then they took a a lottery of anybody who was interested. Ten players got to play him in the game. Oh, that's cool! Wow. And I won the lottery, so I I sat down and played him. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. So yeah, he'll be on the Magic Cruise next summer. So hopefully we'll he'll have a rematch and be able to win next time. <laughs> That's a cool story. Anyway, I just want to tell you about uh, tell you about my three questions because everybody thought that was pretty pretty clever. <laughs> so I was thinking this weekend I acquired a couple of thrones through trading. Why are people not playing Thrun the Last Troll? I don't know. I've I've seen them in um, a deck or two with. Dungrove Elder, but but you're right. I mean, four mana, they basically have to answer him or lose. They basically mm-hmm. have to get a guy out there or lose. Or I guess they could poison him to death with uh, with their uh, ink moths. Yes, indeed. Hello, Dark. How are you getting this underway? What is... Um, Chandra going for the new one. Yeepers! I think it's around eight online. That's not too bad. See, yeah, it's eight. So, what have you been building, Dark? I haven't really been building anything. I've been uh, buying cards that I think are gonna be big with the new set. So, I've got play sets of all this really random stuff that right now has no use. Care to share? Like the new Jace and Visions of Beyond are, I think, are pretty obvious cards to grab. 
Flashed up at a play set. Budget reasons, I don't want to put all my eggs in the basket and not have it work out. And because there's still over half of Innistrad to spoil, so there's other cards that might come up good. I missed today's spoiler. Did anybody see that one? No, I don't think there was any today. There's going to be 10 rare lands in this next set. Well, there's the five off-color lands with the, uh, comes into play tapped, right? Well, that's the yeah. 12. It, no, there's five uh, enemy colors, like red, white, blue, green. There's one of each of those. And then there's one land for each tribe that taps for colorless and uses a friendly color, like... Uh, the last one they spoiled was tapped for one colorless. You could pay two, a green and a white, and tap it to put a 1-1 one, one counter on each creature you control. Yeah, I saw that spoiler. Yeah, so each, there's one card, one, one land for each tri to help each tribe. Yeah, a land for each tribe and a land for each enemy color. But 1-1 one, one counters on turn 5 don't exactly seem to be uh, tournament playable. Yeah, it depends on the deck. So, um... Are you guys keen on Innistrad? I like it so far. Yeah, I think I like it too. It's going to be going to be interesting. Although the the first set, the big set, is usually the most uninteresting of any of the expansions of the, for the block. Really? Introduces the mechanics, puts out the the basic mechanic cards, and then well, I mean, but doesn't have any of the the real exciting stuff. That makes sense. They save the good stuff for the last set, so it has the least. So if they make a mistake with their powerful stuff, it has the least amount of time to impact standard. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. That's one way of looking at it. I never really thought about it. Makes sense, though. I think Rosewater actually put it in one of his columns one time. Like Phyrexian Mana, that's why it was only in the last set. So if it was really broken. It's only, it wasn't around for as long as the others. I really like his articles. I read them every week. 
Did you see the one spoiler where if you were to draw with no cards left in your deck, you win the game? So if you draw your last card, you win? No, if if you draw without anything in your deck. Then instead of losing, you win. Yeah. That's awesome. Is that a is that a cre uh, effect on a creature? No, I didn't see it. Was that an effect on a creature or an artifact? It's a three mana two two creature. It would have been better as an artifact or enchantment, but it's interesting. Uh, pretty situational too, but I guess it's a good sideboard card against those mill decks. Well, it's a zombie too, and zombie looks like it's. You might want to actually mill yourself. Yeah, I guess you could have a pretty good strategy of milling yourself and get out into play. Well, I mean, then there's Scab Ruinator, who's just awesome. 5-6 blind for 3, that you also have to exile 3 creatures from your graveyard when you cast him. And he's castable from your graveyard. So, Dykex, do you even have any four mana creatures left? I don't even know. That's the thing about this deck. You have to be smart. <laughs> or just hit your deck editor tab and bring it up. Like I said, you have to be smart. <clears throat> oh, the big bad Bayloth. He's the opposite. Did you guys see the Crackling Counterpart forward yesterday? Which one's this? The instant for two blue and another that puts a token into play. Oh, the uh, instant clone. The instant clone of your own guys. That's gonna that's gonna ruin some people's day. They're sure putting a lot of clone effects into the standard. They sure are. How come I don't have any lands? Something's wrong here. I think most of them ended up in your graveyard. How'd that happen? <sighs> some archive idiots using traps. archive traps. Dude. What am I supposed to do with you? I was just trying to come up with a reason to have Jace in the deck. Well, that's a good reason. So what do you guys think of Planeswalker points? It uh, It's much better than what it was. It's, first of all, it's more understandable. And now you never have a reason not to play Magic. Well, it's not going to affect me very much, because I don't go to very many sanctioned tournaments. How about you, Icax? Do you go to a bunch of sanctioned tournaments? Not a bunch. There's time and eight card shops here. My rank's not that high. Anyway. I guess I should check my DCI number and see what it is. Have they already switched it?
Yeah, you can get your numbers online. At least that's what I understand. Yeah, I looked it up for mine. Although I think, because I had played during like middle school and high school, I think all of my stuff's been on that DCI number, not my new one, because I didn't know if it was. I didn't know my old number. Well, now's a good time to join your DCI numbers, which you can do. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to find out my old number though. Oh, yeah, you would. It's not a, like a reverse lookup. I don't know. Laboratory maniac. If you draw a card while you have no cards in your library, you win the game. Like in that situation. Uh, I was looking at it earlier, trying to figure out the DCI number thing, and one of the things I said said go to your local sanctioned card shop, and you'd have to do it through there, except for the closest card shop is an hour and a half away. Man, where do you live? I just moved out to Hattiesburg, Mississippi for college. Do you have a car shop in Hattiesburg? No, the closest one is I'd have to drive either to Jackson or down to the coast. Wow. Yep, that's what I said. To the coast? Gulf of Mexico, baby. Isn't that a college town? That is Burgess, yeah. There's not a game store in a college town? There's something wrong with that. Sounds like a business opportunity. Indeed. There's apparently a group of players that meet in a, I guess every Friday rent at a convention room or something. Like a small one at a local inn. Mm-hmm. And I was going to go yesterday, except for I got too into my Dead Island game and lost track of time. You guys just started? It seems to me they'd play on campus somewhere or yeah. in the lobbies or something. I guess that. Apparently some of them do. I've been talking to them on their forums about that, except for, like, everyone's got conflicting schedules. Has Black... So have we seen any good reanimators in black yet? Reanimation spells? Nothing's been spoiled. What do you guys think of the Planeswalkers? I'm not sure how I feel about Garak. I am yet to find an answer of whether he can uh, use ability on his front side flip and then use an ability on the back side the same no, turn. he cannot. He's not okay. a card. He's the same card. Okay, so... That makes him reasonable. And I like Liliana, but at the same time, I'm not sure there's the stuff in standard right now to make use of her. What would you be looking for? A good resurrection spell or something. Mm -hmm. Make it worthwhile to throw a card away. Dicax, you're going to end up being on NPR, taking Terry Gross's place. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a kind thing to say. You just use, your opinion's important. <laughs> what do you feel? <laughs> Which is a good quality, well, of course. I don't in have a, one. In so an interviewer. I like it. Oh, I should have let that go down. 
So, DocX, I got uh, Garfield to sign my Beta Soul Ring. Ooh, sweet. Yep. So, what did you play him in? Like standard? He's, or? When he when he sat down, he basically did his lottery, and there was ten. And he let he pulled out a precon deck, the black red M twelve precon deck. And it's fairly fast. It's you know it can beat people, but it's not that very tough. And he just played it. He wasn't there to win. He was there to share with the Magic audience and you know basically let them win if they could. And uh, my friend uh, Yard Ape, he pulled out a really mean Elves deck that beats us week after week after week, like beats us senseless. Okay. And then he got mana hose and he lost Richard Garfield on, in game one. That was awesome. With a really good elf deck. And so, yeah, he, he like cast one elf that taps to put counters on elves that already have counters. And, you know, he's fixing to ramp up and, and lay the smack down. And Richard Garfield picks up his card and reads it twice. Yeah. Then fireballs it. Oh. Before he had a chance to start making it go to town. So you played in the event? Today, right? Me? Yeah, you. Yes, I did. Um, was it standard? SOM block? Standard. What did you play? Esper Control. Who's Esper? Esper is a shard from Alara. It's the black, white, green, or not, the black, white, blue shard. So what was in your Esper deck? Basically a bunch of stall into Grave Titan or Consecrated Sphinx. I hope they bring the uh, Duels of the Planeswalker art for Grave Titan onto MTGO. My every time we play uh, my cube, I lose the Grave Titan. Actually, my first match today was against uh, Fist Elf, and he was playing Mono Red. In both games, he got me down to burn range, and I was able to stabilize and come back. The first game, he had me at three life for like three turns, and he couldn't. He came up with Goblin Guide, Goblin Guide, land. And I had removal for both Goblin Guides, barely lived. I see what you're trying to do. Do you now? I guess I won't be attacking anytime soon. Mm, good thing you don't need to, huh? Yeah, it's generally a good thing.
I want to trigger Jace's ultimate with Consecrated Sphinx down. Yeah, I bet you do. <clears throat> so I can draw 60 cards at once. I feel it would be hilarious. So does this mean you're not playing in paper anymore, Dark Worship? I'm going to try going to that groups thing and see if I like the group. If I do, I'll play casually paper. If not, then I don't know. We don't go in an infinite circle of drawing. Well, aren't you special? Who isn't that special? Not particularly. This is very sad. I have few options here. Did you side out your birthing pods or something? Maybe we should just do a crack pack. <laughs> well, are you have you been recording this? Yeah, I have. <laughs> Decided not to wait for song, huh? Uh, I always start it before I come on. Just so Alright, then we got some questions for you. What's your favorite card spoiled so far from Innistrad? And how does it make you feel? <laughs> I'd have to check. Let me check the list, and I'll see. Let me see here. Well, hold on, I'm looking at the Innistrad cards. The one with its name is Grim Grin. I think the curses look pretty cool. That's not my answer, but...
really like the flavor here. I think the art in the entire set is just amazing. It's certainly very stylized. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Blood Gift Demon. See, I like a card like Army of the Damned. I could buy art. I like that they chose 13 zombies. Mm. <laughs> and the pre-release is probably on a Friday. It should be. I think. Pre-release is Saturday the 24th. St. Day is my 50th birthday party, so I can't go. No. Oh. What? It's your birthday. You can do whatever the hell you want. I have a big party planned. At the magic shop. That would be good, wouldn't it? Hey, that would be cool. <laughs> Just walk in and be like, see, watch someone open a Liliana, and it's like, oh, it's my birthday. Try to get it off them. Some of the prices, though, for these pre-release spoils, like Snapcaster made, just like I can't even really wrap my mind around this double-faced card thing. And I'm just going to have to play with it. Really yeah, it's going to be it. awkward. It's going to be awkward in paper if you don't use sleeves. Otherwise, it will be pretty much invisible. Well, you don't need sleeves if you got those checklists. But, I mean, when you pull out your opening hand and look at a checklist, it's kind of boring. Yeah. And also imagine, like, if you got five werewolves down... Having to flip them all in your sleeves and re-sleeve them. I wonder what would happen in a major tournament if someone was using a flip card, flipped it in, like, say, round one, and forgot to unflip it when they shuffle their deck, and when they draw it in the round two, it's showing its backside. You can't just be like, oh, it's a mistake, and unsleeve it and sleeve it the other way, because then the other person will see what it is. Hey, Easy, want to join me in Dykax's game and look at the wall of triggers? Sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> Crash. Jace memory adepts going ultimate with both of us having a consecrated sphinx down. So is Clone Magic alive and well? We get about four people a week uh, still, so we're we're doing all right. Still alive. Oh, yeah, add an archive trap to that. That's a great idea. 
My guess is he won here. That was only 40 triggers. Well, guys, I'm headed out then. Nice chatting with you, Dark hey, yeah. You too, Dark? Take it easy. You guys ever? You guys head over and play some clone magic with us tomorrow night. Tomorrow night is uh, Greener Pastures. Everybody has to play, uh, I think it's 15 green cards and a 60-card deck. <laughs> cool. Take it easy, easy. I'm out. See ya. I see what you did there, Dicax. What did I do? Easy, easy. Yeah, I know. Well, if we're all set here, mm -hmm. I think I'm gonna play some uh, Dead Island. All right. Well, thanks. I will see you some other time. Take it easy. Bye. So I'm going to do a special edition sealed crack-a-pack. That's right. I'm going to open six booster packs of M12. I'm going to read through the uncommons and rares. And I'll post the pool on clan forums where you can post your deck suggestions. So here we go. Let's open the first pack. Let's see. The uncommons are Levitation. Two and two blue. Creatures you control have flying. It's an enchantment. Deathmark, which is one black. Destroy target green or white creature. Nice sideboard card. Acidic Slime. It's a two-two creature. Three and two green. Death Touch. And when Acidic Slime enters the battlefield, destroy target artifact enchantment or land. And for our rare, we have the much-coveted Personal Sanctuary. Two and a white, it's an enchantment. During your turn, prevent all damage that would be dealt to you. So that's our first pack. Cool little zombie token in here. M12 zombie tokens are the coolest zombie tokens I've seen. Let's see, here we go with pack two. Got Mare Folk Looter here on top. Pacifism, Rachnus Web. Peregrine Griffin, your bear. And for the uncommons, we have Carnage Worm. It's a 6-6 six, six for 6 and a green. Uh, it has Bloodthirst 3 and Trample. We also have Jade Mage, 1 and a green. It's a 2-1 creature. Uh, for 2 and a green, you can put a 1-1 one, one green sapling creature token onto the battlefield. And our rare... Um, once again, is the much-coveted Scrambleverse. Six and two red. For each non-land permanent, choose a player at random. Then each player gains control of each permanent for which he or she was chosen. Untap those permanents. So, we will move on to the third pack here. Got a Greater Basilisk here on top. Stampeding Rhino. Gideon's Lawkeeper. Pretty impressive. Let's see here. So our uncommons are Rusted Sentinel. It's a 3-4 Gullum Rusted Sentinel. Enters the battlefield tapped. Uh, we have Buried Ruin, 
which is a land. You can tap it for one colorless mana. Or for two colorless mana, you can tap it and sacrifice it. Return target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand. We have Flash Freeze, which is one in a blue. It's an instant counter target red or green spell. Find sideboard card if you're going blue. And for our rare, we have Phantasmal Image, one in a blue. Um, it's a zero zero. You may have Phantasmal Image enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it's an illusion in addition to its other types, and it gains when this creature becomes the target of a spell or ability sacrifice it. So they're using gain here loosely I assume. That is our third pack. Our fourth pack here. If I can get it open. You can see here on the top an assaulted griffin, dusk hunter bat, even fleetwing, that's pretty cool. Stormblood Berserker is our first uncommon. Uh, it's one and a red. It's a Bloodthirst 2, and it's a 1-1. One, one. Stormblood Berserker can't be blocked except by two or more creatures. And uh-oh, we have Overrun for 2 and 3 green. It's a sorcery. Creature you control gets plus 3, plus 3, and gains trample until end of turn. Did I say creatures? It is creatures. Uh, also, we have Cudgel Troll. Oh my gosh, this is only getting better. Cudgel Troll, 2 and 2 green. Uh, it's a creature troll. It's a 4-3. Uh, for 1 green, you can regenerate Cudgel Troll. And we finally have a very good rare here. And it's going along with our other uncommons and rares. We have Grook Primal Hunter. Yes. That's right, Garuk Primal Hunter. It's obviously a Planeswalker for two and three green. It begins with three loyalty for plus one. Put a three three green beast creature token onto the battlefield. Minus three, draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. And its ultimate ability for minus six is put a six six green worm creature token onto the battlefield for each land you control. Um, conveniently enough, we have a beast token. Uh, we also have a foil in this pack. It's a Bell Tower Sphinx for four and a blue. It's a two five. Uh, it has flying. Whenever a source deals damage to Bell Tower Sphinx, that source controller puts that many cards from the top of his or her library into his or her uh, graveyard. I was just hoping for a Grook, Primal Hunter. Might be good in my uh, EDH deck. So our fifth pack here. Clearly we're favoring green, I imagine. Um, on top here we have Gravedigger, Divination, Chandra's Rat Rage. Let's see, and heart, this is crazy. Um, our first uncommon here is Overrun for two and three green. Uh, again, it's a sorcery. Creatures you control get plus three, plus three, and gain trample until end of turn. Um, this is getting sicker by the minute. Um, our rare, 
I'm sorry, I should mention our other uncommon, although it's not worth mentioning, is Angel's Feather. Almost not worth mentioning. Uh, we have the cool zombie token. Maybe we'll get a uh, Grave Titan in our last pack. But our rare in this pack is Skin Shifter, which is one in a green. It's a 1-1, one, one, but for one green, you can choose one. Until end of turn, Skin Shifter becomes a 4-4 four, four Rhino and gains Trample. Or until end of turn, Skin Shifter becomes a 2-2 two, two Bird and gains Flying. Or until end of turn, Skin Shifter becomes a 0-8 zero, Plant. Activate this ability only once each turn. So... Moving on to our sixth and final pack. Pretty happy with that Gorok. Yes, I am. We have Doomblade on top. Merfolk Looter, Giant Spider, Plummet, Light, Sacred Wolf. It's a couple of Sacred Wolves I've seen. Our first uncommon is Crimson Mage, one in red. It's a 2 1 creature for one red target creature you control gains haste until end of turn our second uncommon is Sarah Angel three and two white four four flying and vigilance um, we have another angel's feather very happy to say and our rare is Archon of Justice it's a four four with flying when Archon of Justice dies exile target permanent guessing without having done much further investigation that two overruns and a Garuk is going to lean us push us pretty heavily into green but uh, I'll post the list of uh, commons, uncommons and rares on the forum and you can post your suggestions for a deck that's it for our special edition sealed crack-a-pack that's it for episode 34 of The Voice of Seraphim, Where is Eldo? I'd like to thank Easy Pickens and Dark Worship for joining me this week. Members of the clan can join us for the next recording of The Voice of Seraphim on Saturday, September 17th at 9 p.m. Seraphim time. Until then, this is Dicax, and you've been listening to The Voice of Seraphim. <laughs>